Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jerry Jones apparently has burned so many bridges. These are reports that aren't confirmed, whatever, but they're they're out there somehow. And from reputable places. That he has burned so many bridges with this whole deal with Roger Goodell and the compensation committee that there are other owners that have had discussions, and we heard a little bit of rumblings of this a few days ago, how to remove Jerry Jones, to have him not be an owner of the Cowboys. And I don't know if that is posturing by them because Jerry Jones threatened them with a lawsuit if they hurried up and gave Goodell this extension too quick, and they said, all right, what can we do now to scare him? And maybe it's just a bunch of bull crap going back and forth. But we have now gotten to the point, making assumptions that most of what we have read in these reports is true. We have gotten to the fact now that this thing is just so stupid. All of it's just so stupid. Because Jerry Jones is going to remain the owner of the Cowboys. All he wants is to have them take some time before they speed this thing through and rush this contract through with Roger Goodell because there's no reason why you need to give him an extension right now, and they won't do that, and they're not giving him good enough reasons why they're trying to rush this. So he tried to slow it down a proper way, and then he had to go uh, the legal route. But, I mean, will you guys just get in a room together and and, and put your you-know-what's back in your pants and have a conversation? Because this is now... Rich guy, I am not scared of you. I'm the man versus another rich guy. Who do you think you are messing with me? This has got to stop. Well, I'm not sure what the NFL Constitution says in in terms of the the outline of removing an owner. I'm sure there's some parameters within that Constitution that says you have – Said owner does this, this, and this. Uh, They can be excommunicated, if you will. Now, as far as Jerry Jones and this fight – that he is currently embattled in, uh, we know why he's doing this. This is all because of he, the punishment handed down to Ezekiel Elliott because six, seven months ago he was on board. He signed off as all the owners did. All 32 owners said, yes, let's move forward with this resolution that, to, that allows the compensation committee to outline a new contract and extension for Roger Goodell. He was on board with that. Now all of a sudden he has turned – in a different direction. Now, all of a sudden, he's sending threatening letters to the committee from which he has been removed as an ad hoc member, and he's u- using documents that are outdated according to the outside counsel that now represents the compensation committee to foster this this narrative that they're doing something in, in which they're not sharing information with all the owners, which the company, compensation committee is... The crying, that's a lie. We are sharing your information like we've always shared information. And every owner, every owner, those who are not part of the compensation committee will know 
everything that is ongoing with this negotiation. So you are not in the dark. No owners are in the dark. We're letting you and any and everybody that needs to know what's happening here. So what is your gripe? What is your beef? If you are privy to this information and you've already signed off on us going down this road, you six, seven months ago, you could have balked at this, but you didn't. You signed on the dotted line. Let's move forward with this resolution to extend Roger Goodell. I hate the fact that Goodell's getting an extension in this thing, and I like the fact that Jerry Jones is fighting against that a little bit. But, I but mean, Okay, I understand that, G, but why is he now fighting? Why? Well, well, okay, but I also think I know why he's fighting. It's all because they messed with his team. But I also think that no matter what the impetus was for this, that it's the right thing because the guy isn't a good commissioner. Now, it's not so, going to make... So, so, Jerry Jones, he signs off on moving forward with an extension. And now, all of a sudden, he's not he's not with the game, and he's coming up with all these false reasons as to why uh, they should halt the, these proceedings. They're false. The, the, the reasons he, he and his lawyer are, are, are putting out there, they're false. Because they, they, he knows everything that's going on, as he has since he's become an owner of the Dallas Cowboys. He's privy to all the information, just like all 32 owners are. Yeah. And, and so why all of a sudden now you want to halt, halt sure, everything? Sure, I get, I get why. And I don't... I don't but it's illegitimate, his reasoning. Well, it's... You, okay, you, you he's going to say were, that because he doesn't want to come off as petty. you were against it. Yeah, but he's going to come across as petty if he comes out and tells the truth. But, you know, he's doing what he's doing to halt this thing. And to me, if there's anything that's going to stop Roger Goodell from being the commissioner for the next X amount of years, I'm okay with it. And I am still, and I'm not going to continue the beating this dead horse, but I am still shocked that there's so many owners that love this guy so much that they got to give him what he wants. And there's been some ridiculous uh, stuff that he's thrown in the contract that I just hope is something that's just a starting point for negotiations. That, I, that is, I, I don't believe those reports about the lifetime private jet, well, why not? lifetime insurance. Why wouldn't you? Why would you throw that When's in When's the there? last time that you sat in, Coach? I would want a lifetime private jet, too, if I could. <laughs> uh, I sat in, Coach, the other day. It sucked. Yeah, but I slept the whole trip, so it was fine. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get. The, I, I mean, I doubt it. You, would you not? You're making forty, fifty million. You can get your own private jet. Well, that, but maybe. but then here's the deal with negotiations. You know this well. You start high and you meet somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 why would I think they they put that out there? Those in the Jerry Jones camp put that out there to paint a bad picture of Roger Goodell and his team. I think it's true. I don't think he's going to get it, but you I think, think it's true. true. I mean, because this happens all the time, and I don't. And here's the other thing too: as much as I dislike Roger Goodell, if he's got all these guys in his back pocket, like he seems to have, and powerful men that are fighting for him to get this extension, why not throw a bunch of stuff in there if you're him? Why not? Let's throw this in there, throw that in there, throw it up against the wall, see what happens. And if we get it, awesome. If we don't, then <laughs> fine, I'll be all right. Right? I mean, I mean, we've in radio we have contract negotiations with stuff and. You know, there's things that you throw out there, and it gets like re- what? It gets rebuffed, and then yeah, that, and that, and that's that. Can I get a new boat. <laughs> no, see, that's <laughs> some people have a lot of leverage. Some people don't, <laughs> and it seems like Roger Goodell has more leverage than your average, your average. Can I person. dock my boat you know, over here in this pier right outside your your office window. <laughs> that would be very dark <laughs> on the way in and dangerous.
<laughs> and it's cold in the mornings, you know? So it's a long way to go. Oh, okay. It's a lot, yeah. of, a lot, of, a lot of boat gas, man. Mm. Gotcha. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of boat gas. <laughs> well, still, they're they're uh, acting in, 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 in bad faith here, the, the, the Jones team, by putting, if it's true, that those are some of the ass of, of Roger Goodell, to put that out there. Come on. That's just wrong. You know, that's... You don't do that, and why they're doing it? Because they want to paint this dude in a bad light. That's the only reason they've done that. Well, he's he's done a pretty good job of painting himself in a bad well, light. Well, I would agree, but that being said, Jerry Jones was aware of all the missteps of Roger Goodell when he signed that resolution back in May. He was aware of everything. All the things that have gone awry in the decision-making that uh, has not been above board there at the league office. He was, sure. He, I got gotcha. you. He, he, he had that on the brain when he said yes, as all the other 31 owners did. If you were starting a business venture that either Roger Goodell or Jerry Jones you believed could be someone that could run it well, and let's put age out of it for a second because Jerry's much older than Roger, which one of those two guys would you trust Jerry more? Jerry Jones. Right. Would I trust or would I want to be in business with? Well, either. either I don't know if I'd necessarily trust him. Well, if you go into business with somebody, you better trust him. Well, you can trust him to a certain extent. There's levels of trust. I trust him to get us from point A to point B. Now, I'm also going to sleep with one eye open. But I understand this guy can get or this lady can get the job done. But I don't just, uh, you know. By and large, trust them 100%. Okay. They can get me to a certain point. See, I think Jerry Jones, even though he's had his missteps, and a lot of them are very public, and he signs players that maybe he shouldn't, and he turns his head in one thing and then doesn't in another. Well, his and his business he's, he's, track record has been had some missteps, too. Right. But I still look at Jerry Jones as having done a better job with what he's been trying to accomplish in his life than Roger Goodell has, from my standpoint. Well, Roger Goodell was trying to accomplish probably to become the commissioner, and he succeeded. Well, I know that. And I he's just on think, the verge of getting an, an I, extension. I know. I'm just saying doing their jobs. Who is better at their jobs? I'm going to say Jerry Jones every time. Because I think Roger Goodell is an awful commissioner. And I'm not someone who normally goes to the default setting of every commissioner stinks because mm-hmm. I, even in baseball, I think Rob Manfred's done a nice job. Yeah. And you have talked about Adam Silver yeah. a lot. We love Adam Silver yeah. around here. Yeah, forward thinking for guys. Silver. It is yes. a safe zone. Yes. And, and When are we getting uh, Mr. Silver on the show, man? As soon as they want to what? let him on here. It's probably not going <laughs> to happen. What was that? It's probably see, not going to happen. See, we, be honest. We, I have no idea. To be honest, it's probably not going to happen. Z- was. He yeah. won't be on the show. <laughs> Why not? Because okay. he keeps declining. Hmm. Should we take that personally? So however you... No, I wouldn't take it personally. He hasn't been on any CBS. His gatekeeper radio says no? Correct. And I've tried. I've found out the guy that he that works with him. I text the guy. He's from Long Island. We talk about Pete's home. I'm trying everything possible to get him so on the show. So you've had a... A, a ongoing conversation with the gatekeeper. And Two guys, years and ten months. You have a rapport, and yet still no penetration. Two years, ten months I've been talking to the guy. And this Trying is very your hard. white whale. I would love to have him on the show. I think it would be fascinating. You guys like him. You're uh, impressed with what he's done. I think it would be a great interview. So what is the, the gatekeeper saying? What, what's the? He's a busy guy, and they haven't been able to find time. Once in a while they do like these mini little radio tours, and I've been trying to get on them. I haven't been able to yet. Okay, we understand you haven't been able to yet because 
you've said that multiple times, and we know that because he hasn't been on the show. So we haven't. The, the radio tour, it, it's it's difficult to get some traction there. Yeah, he'll do every three, maybe once a year, four or five interviews. Mm-hmm. And I know this. So why do you keep talking to this guy? You, you're talking about other things, Long Island and all this, and yet he's not giving you anything. Cease talking to him. Now, Bogus, you were just with. Bogus just ran into the studio. You were just with Adam Silver. You know, thank you for remembering that. Yeah. Uh, I met at least one of the gatekeepers. Not sure it's the same guy. I've talked to two gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I believe you talked one to of the them, gardener? <laughs> one of them has a, that's Pete's job. One of them has a Fordham connection, and Adam Silver was the keynote speaker right. at Fordham Basketball's tip-off dinner. Um, and the gatekeeper's legit. Like, he walked up there, he, put, he opened up the binder, for the commissioner's speech when he came up and he gave it. It was still there at the end of the night, and I started to close it, and he came over right away. He's like, that's the commissioner's. I took it out of my hand. So the gatekeeper's real, but now that we have this, we had a moment, me and the gatekeeper at yeah. the podium when he thought I was stealing the binder. <laughs> uh, if you want me to, I can take over the pursuit. Of sure. One yeah, go ahead, over. man. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Mikey, th- stand down. This is yeah. uh, Andrew Bogus. I almost stole the commissioner's binder. Remember Rem- me? Yes, remember me. <laughs> I'm surprised that he doesn't do more interviews. I mean, if you think about it, he's a very popular guy. The league is doing very, very well. I mean, maybe he doesn't see an advantage in doing more interviews. Let his work speak for itself, right? I I just, I'm surprised that it's that hard to get him on. Because there's some extremely difficult. Like Goodell's a guy who never does interviews because everybody hates his guts and he's got to answer a whole bunch of really tough questions. But Adam Silver, it's like, hey, Adam, this is really cool. And how about this? And how about that? And he's got smart. He can handle all of it. Yeah. Smarter than us. Mm. There's nothing we're going to be able to get by him. If only he could stumble into a LeBron subway video, he'd be on the show in 37 <laughs> minutes. Right. If he was riding that <laughs> one train. <laughs> it may have been the two or three. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the one, man. Definitely the one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It I had know. to be the one train. I can well, tell by the platform they were Right, on. exactly, because they were up against, like, the, the two and the three, you, there's no wall you can lean up against. The one, there's a wall you can lean up against. That's a good call. Yeah. yeah. Huh? There's four tracks at Penn Station. The yeah. middle two are for the two and the three, so there's no, they're like open air. Oh, they were on you. the outside track up against uh, the wall. It had to be the got one you. train. Yeah. Got you. So take so, that, Mike. Mm. Yeah, they know the trains, and you don't. Couldn't have been the two or three. Yeah. You're right. No, that's a great point. I used to have an unhealthy obsession with the subway. Really? Yeah. First I, time I rode it, I was here for a meeting, and I was trying to get to Yankee Stadium, and I ended up at Shea Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There and was for no people game. who don't know, that is a really long way to go yeah. in the wrong direction. Yeah, and uh, there was no game going on there, so I eventually oh, wow. asked for help, and I got to Yankee Stadium about the – Second inning. <laughs> yeah, it must have taken you an hour to get back. Uh, that's a, a long a way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah, I used to, those, some of the lines, I used to think that there were certain subway lines that didn't get enough respect. And I was right because they eliminated one of them. The V. The V line. There used to be a V train. No one rode the V train. Yeah, it was mm. an orange line. It was go to Astoria. Remember that one, Pete? The V yeah, that got no love. No love, the V. Why didn't people like the V? I don't know, man. Supposed it... to like the V. <laughs> Here we go. No. The... What's, why? Why did they have the V if no one rode the V? I don't know. They got rid of the V. I used to have the, a V train keychain. So how many people rode the V? Not On enough. Average. Not enough. I don't know the numbers, hmm. but not enough to keep it around. Hmm. And then the would they get rid of the Q or the the N? One of those went. Too. How many were there? 
There were, I mean, that's another question. There's a lot of them. Oh. It might have been the end. Yeah, well, the so end the, train. The end train and the V train. You're yeah. out of here. And I liked both of those. I felt like they were... They were no, the W is what they got. The W they got rid of, and I love the W, too. Why did you love the W? Because it was disrespected. People oh. didn't understand how great the W so, was. The alphabet, some trains, numbers, other trains, and that denotes which direction they go? Right, right. Okay, yeah. the n- number trains go north and south? Well, no, that doesn't really matter. I, I, don't, I mean, I, actually, I don't know. That I don't know. <laughs> what? But I don't. We stopped Geo. They wrap around and go. Yeah, all it doesn't. I, I, I just said. I said yes to that. And I don't really know. Mm. So there's there's different trains for different races. I know that one. Ah, yes, What so. train would we black folk take? <laughs> I think would I would that know that the, one. I don't know that one. That was, it's a whole different subway system. It's underground. The, the inch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the H train for Harriet Tubman. <laughs> no. uh, but You're now, on the wrong train, sir. Now I, now I can't. Now I can't stand the subway system. Now I can't ah, take it at all. It's the worst thing ever. I never take it. Yeah, ever ever. My, now, my sis Mary, she has it all down. Uh, just good for her. I, I've written it. You, you guys saw me. We wrote it together, and I couldn't even get through the turnstile. <laughs> I got stuck in the turnstile. They tried to put me in jail in the subway. That is true. In the turnstile. Andrew Bogish and Gary Danielson next. Brian Jones here again for Relief Factor. And maybe like me or Connor, you are a high school superstar athlete or even a professional athlete. Either way, I'll bet you have some aches and pains that are making your life miserable right now. Hard to get out of a chair. Hard to golf or play tennis or even walk up and downstairs. You don't have to be an athlete to have pain. Neck, back, shoulder, hip, or knee pain. Even general muscle aches and pain can be a bummer. This is why I'm so happy with Relief Factor. And I'm not just saying that because they wrote it down. I'm saying that because I believe it. I am so happy with Relief Factor. A 100% drug-free way to lower or even eliminate your pain. It sure has worked for me and my pain. Elbow pain, knee pain, foot pain, wrist pain. It's working for me. So I suggest you do this. Like tens of thousands of other athletes and non-athletes have already done, go to relieffactor.com. Order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. That's relieffactor.com to order right now. Relieffactor.com. Can you hear me? Maybe you're skeptical like I was. Well, I'm not skeptical any longer because I'm out of pain and you can be too. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 800-500-8384. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. You don't do cheese ball stuff. You don't do corny every stuff. Every now and then. He doesn't do that I, much gotten, corny I've stuff. I've gotten a Gottlieb award every now and Rubles, Rubbles? Yeah, but I mean, it's not... Like, when you think of Brian's stuff... And rubles is, have it, turned is, to Rubbles. <laughs> he's explaining. Because, <laughs> see, my thought break, process is this. Let me break down the, the Perestaka. You know, come on. No, gotcha. I, I mean, I don't think I, I'm serious in this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think of you as a cornball guy in the least. Like, sometimes it'd be a corny line here or there, but we all do that. Yeah, cool. but you're not. I mean, you're not. Well, your base, not. your base is not. Boom, corny. I'm like him again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. True, that's what we do. Yeah, but the people are like, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like, well, what are you saying, you idiot? <laughs> just say it. How about that? As opposed to this stupid little thing that you do. Yeah, what are you saying? Nah, not saying, just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I'm not sorry. Huh. <laughs> All right. Bogish is here. He's got an update for us, and it starts right now. Guys, Christmas Eve against the Seahawks. The next time we'll see Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboy running back, dropping the appeal of a six-game domestic violence suspension. Yesterday, his lawyer says the decision, quote, 
arises from a practical assessment of the current legal landscape. Lawyers trading accusations, meanwhile, as Jerry Jones remains opposed to a new contract for Roger Goodell, the NFL's compensation committee in a letter obtained by the AP telling Jones's attorney his client should stop sabotaging negotiations. The committee considers his actions conduct detrimental to the league's best interests. After a career-high 16 rebounds, at Staples Center Monday, Joel Embiid broke his career high for points there last night. Down to Embiid, Embiid fakes against Randall, spins back, up and under move, he's fouled, and he put it in! Joel Embiid, he twisted, he turned, he made a counter to the counter, and he laid it in with a right hand. Tom McGinnis on Sixers, Radio Embiid with 46 points, plus 15 rebounds, 7 assists, and 7 blocks. Head coach Brett Brown says Embiid is ahead of schedule. His growth path... And his comfort level, you know, we felt like it was going to be coming after Thanksgiving. And uh, Thanksgiving happened just a little bit quicker. Comfort level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And growth path. And growth path. And yeah. Comfort Came level. Came early, a week early. Mm. Yeah. Just glad it growth path and comfort level arrived, right? Yes. Thank goodness. Yeah. The Sixers beat the Lakers last night 115 109. He's Nine. gotten thicker, too. Big boy. 19 points for Shabazz Napier in the Blazers' 99-94 defeat of Orlando. The T-Wolves snapped their 12-game losing streak to the Spurs, 98-86. The Thunder, 92. The Bulls, 79. That's three straight wins for OKC. Washington, a 102-93 victory in Miami. And the Cavs down the Hornets, 115-107. A season-high third straight win for Cleveland. Chris Paul says, or plays rather for just the second time this season tonight in Phoenix, Paul only suited up opening night for Houston because of a bruised knee. UCLA suspended Leangelo Ball and his two teammates indefinitely for shoplifting in China last week, then almost lost to Central Arkansas, the 23rd-ranked Bruins, surviving 106-101 in overtime. Ninth-ranked North Carolina down Bucknell, 93-81. Creighton, a 92-88 win at number 20 Northwestern, and number 24 West Virginia beat American, 98-64. Washington's Max Scherzer and Cleveland's Corey Kluber are your Cy Young Award winners. And on ice, Brian's Black Hawks against my Rangers last night, and it did not go well. Rink wide pass now to Schmaltz over the Ranger line down the right wing. Put it in front of Nisimov. He scores! A hat trick for Artem Anisimov! John Wideman on Blackhawks Radio. Artem Anisimov scored three of Chicago's five third-period goals for a 6-3 victory. Which Great name. snapped the Rangers six games. That's right, shape. Rangers. Take that, take that and like it. Anisimov, a former. Anisimov is a former Minnesota Wild. Good. That's actual team, but no. North he's a, Stars. He's a former Ranger. So yeah, he's Rangers. to his old team last night. See? Yep. Boom. You're going to get there. Good. I'm, I'm good, Connor. <laughs> Quit staring at me. <laughs> so uh, Mike's still dialing Gary Danielson. So what I'm going to do is do a very long intro and see if he can. Get him ah, on. Cool. So, joining us right now, mm-hmm. Gary Danielson, mm-hmm. the lead analyst for the SEC on CBS. For? He, for what? The SEC on CBS. College football. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. College football. Saturdays. Saturdays. The best games from the best conference where they play mm -hmm. real grown man football 
Gary, good morning. <laughs> How are you today, Gary? It is. Oh, there he is. Hey, Gary, what's up? This is Gary Danielson, of course, the great lead analyst for the SEC on CBS. Gary, what's up, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good. Hope we get it. Well, we had a consequential game last week, but again, not another close game. But I, but I have to admit, watching the game, I was, you know, watching Georgia and Auburn. I, I, you could see that it meant a lot and all the ramifications. So this time of year, it's kind of fun to do these games. Do, do you take? Uh, you, there are a lot of people who have been suggesting that maybe Georgia is a tired football team. Uh, I didn't see that. I just thought they got no. whipped. They're not as bad as they looked. It was just a bad day for them. Uh, what would you say to that? No, they're they're a little bit of a unique team. You know, um, you know they depend solely on um, you know running the ball, controlling the game clock, uh, clock throughout. Um, they actually ran more, less plays per game than any team in the SEC. You know, they've controlled by having the lead, and then everything is a bit. Uh, shaded because the SEC East is, is so down this year that they were able to dominate most of the teams they played early in the game and got the lead. I also think, you know, the Notre Dame-Georgia game distorted everyone's opinion on everything. It reminds me back in 2006, I don't know if you guys recall that, that was the year when Michigan and Ohio State played each other in that last game, and the whole argument was that Michigan and Ohio State deserved to be in the championship over even the SEC champions because Michigan had such a quality win early in the season against who? Notre Dame in the second game of the year. And sometimes, uh, you know, I think all of, uh, all of us who watch college football tend to give too much credence to one game, especially if it's early in the year and especially if it's a brand like the Oklahoma Ohio State game, the Michigan-Notre Dame, or this year when everybody was giving so much weight to Georgia and Notre Dame, I think it distorted a lot of people's opinions of just how good everyone else was. There are a few teams that if they win out, they will be in the college football playoff. One of those teams is Auburn, and I tend to believe that they can do it. What's your take on their ability to run the table and then end up as one of the final four? Right, that's kind of the nightmare scenario for the for the committee, especially because of the decisions they made last year when they, you know, superseded champions and what happened on the field, and um, you know, selected Ohio State to go in. So it, it really complicates everything if that happens. So now, listen, that's out of everyone's control. The only people that can control that is Auburn, but you know, they're a unique football team because. They're very good on the defensive line, uh, so much that they're almost a mismatch for everybody who plays. They've got about six future NFL players playing NFL, you know, at different levels. Some of them are freshmen, some of them are juniors, some of them are seniors, but they're all going to play in the NFL. And it's a tough mismatch for any offensive line, and it will be even, you know, I mean, one would suspect that even Alabama in passing situations will struggle with Auburn's uh, defensive line. So when you're Going against them as a play caller, uh, you're always thinking about protecting your offensive line, and I think it distorts your play calling. And if you're not running the ball efficiently, you're in for a long day. 
And then the lesson they learned at LSU, when they were up 20 to nothing, they're dominating the game, and they were uh, had an interesting lead at the half of nine points, and you could almost see uh, Gus Miles on the whole second half looking up at that score at nine and go, if we can put a touchdown up there at 16, we've got this game, and we can get out of here. We just don't want to make a mistake. And we score one touchdown, and they kept chasing a big play, and all of a sudden, uh, LSU climbs back into it. So, yeah, they're a threat to beat anybody, but, man, that throws a monkey wrench uh, into the whole thing. And I, like you, have been saying, you know, there are, I, I believe it's like three SEC teams, Clemson and Miami, I believe Oklahoma, and then obviously Wisconsin, okay? So there's seven teams that control their own fate in the playoffs. And if that happens, if the chalk holds, um, the team that loses in the SEC championship, if it is an Alabama or, you know, well, that would be the only one. It puts Alabama in a precarious position that if they don't win the SEC championship, they don't control their own fate of being the second team in. Because I just look around and say, boy, if everybody else wins out, I don't see how Alabama gets in unless they win the SEC championship. Now, a long way to go. And one upset, I really think that if Alabama beats Auburn, they're in no matter what happens in the SEC championship. Gary, per your your, your first comment about uh, wins being distorted, yeah. do you believe Notre Dame is as bad as they looked the other night and, and no. Miami's as great as they look? No, I don't. We watched them all year. I mean, it's, it's, it's the bounces of playing sports. I mean, you know, everybody can have off nights. Uh, I saw New England uh, Patriots look bad on different occasions. Uh, it's one of the things that I get frustrated about college football. I love it. I love the opinion. I know what you guys do for a living, and you know I've done that. I did five years of talk radio where you talked about you know college football was fun to discuss. It's all fun and good unless you happen to be one of those teams <laughs> that's on the edge of the playoffs that get that is getting talked out because they're not a strong enough brand and. You know, that, that frustrates me, these championships. And I actually think it's doing a disservice to all of college football. We're almost into the mode now that we talk playoffs like people talk Heisman. I mean, it's September, and we got arrows going up and down for Heisman candidates. Now we're doing the same thing for the playoffs. And I, I think that's the reason where, you know, you watch a Michigan State or a Purdue or a Kansas State or a Cal, and people seem to be kind of, blase about the games anymore because there's so much talk about the top that people forget to enjoy the games and there's not enough weight put in on the conference championships i really believe the committee has gone too far they don't know what they don't know i don't know why they watch game tapes i mean brian you and i play a lot of football and you and i could watch game tapes and we would not be able to tell which team is better than the mm-hmm. other. We we might say on a whole we think this team's stronger, but in a one game matchup, come on, anybody can beat anybody of the top twenty teams. I think that's been proven out in college football over the past few years. Geo and Jones with Gary Danielson, lead analyst for the SEC on CBS across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I agree with a lot of your takes on the committee and have before when you've been on the show, and they added a new wrinkle this past week when they started talking about Oklahoma's defense as a reason for them to be four and not two, which is something I'd never heard before. And I had a little bit of a conniption over that. I imagine you did as well. 
I, I don't know what to say about the committee. I mean, they're put in a tough They really are put in a tough spot. I mean, they're all ethical people that have the the interest of college football at heart, but the, but they're basically trying to, you know, predict. Have you ever watched a game show that like that wall where they drop the the thing and yeah. it bounces around off the all? Clinko, that, really Clinko, they're, they're, no, they're no. Trying to pre- <laughs> they're trying to predict something that's impossible to predict, and and it complicates everything that they do it, you know, so many weeks prior. Um, I actually think they should use be using the AP poll instead of the college committee poll. They're taking snapshots. I mean, everybody knew, not everybody, because there were a lot of people that didn't see it this way, but come on, all of us in college football know that if the Big Ten champ, the Big Ten, with all those TV sets, have an undefeated team, that team is going to be in the playoffs. I don't care what everybody else does, okay? There is no way that they're not going to get I don't care who they played. They play in the Big Ten, and if they're undefeated, they're in. And we have people looking at a snapshot of Wisconsin three-quarters of the way through the season saying they're number eight and going, well, they can't make it. And I just laugh at that stuff. I really do. Yeah, that's that's a nine take. Your Big Ten's going to have their their member in there if they are undefeated, and no matter what. Yeah, the what problem the- is going to be, Ryan and Theo, is the problem is going to be – and, and I don't know what the committee does. I really don't. If, if Auburn wins out, okay, they're going to have three great wins, and they're going to be in the champ. They're going to be yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I would but agree. What do you? But what yeah. do you do if you're a committee? If Ohio State beats Wisconsin, because just a year ago, you said ignore that big elephant in the room that they're the Big Ten champs. We know better. Ohio State is better than Penn State, and then Ohio State laid a big egg in the playoffs. And if they follow the same um, thinking and thought price and precedent from way back to just one year ago, okay, they're going to have to look at that and say, yeah, I know you're Big Ten champs, but we think Alabama's better than you because of their whole schedule. And and. I think that's a very dangerous precedent. I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I don't. I. I listen. I agree that Alabama is one of the top four teams in the country. Okay, they're a little bit vulnerable now, but they're going to get healthy, especially for the playoffs. But it, is that where we want to go? <laughs> and here, where you just ignore championships? I, I. Alabama has a path. It's a tough path, but they have a path. Okay, and if they don't do it and things don't break right for them, meaning somebody else has to lose, okay, I think they could be on the outside if they look in. But my opinion is someone always loses. Yeah, that is true. And I and I, you did the preview show with me uh, uh, yeah. this prior to the season, and I had Auburn winning the West, and they're sitting in the catbird seat if they can just win out, and, 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 and they'll be in this playoff. Let me ask you before we let you go, Big 12, I think sure. they're doing themselves a, a, a disservice by holding a conference championship game with only yeah. 10 members, and, and of course uh, Oklahoma sitting atop of the conference currently. Uh, do you think it was the right move to implement a, a conference championship game with only 10 members? Yeah, it was a tough decision. You know, I understand they got nosed out because they didn't have a championship game for a couple seasons. But this year, they could put their champion vulnerable. Obviously, if Oklahoma wins out before the championship game, they're in. And the only thing they could do in that championship game is play their way out of it. Yeah. But you know, Brian, you just got to go back again. I was there in 2001. I did this game when Nebraska was the Big 12 champs, and they lost. Colorado beat them by 60 points. Yeah or you know, 60 points to 30, whatever it was, they still got in. I thought it was a travesty, but they got in. Uh, I was there you know, when, when Oklahoma lost to Kansas State and Darren Sproles. 
okay, but they still got in. So college football, I, I never cease to be amazed that people think they know more than what happens on the field. Without Vern, there's a void that is there with storytelling, I would imagine, <laughs> at dinners prior to the games that you guys do. <laughs> is Brad Nestler doing a good enough job filling that void? Well, I'm not pretty sure that if we uh, went all across the landscape of play-by-play uh, analysts, and there's a bunch of play-by-play um, people across college football, there's a, a couple, you know, a bunch of talented ones. But I'll bet we couldn't find one closer to storytelling than Brad Nestler. Yeah. In one place. I'll have to say that. He's a good man, and I think a lot of play-by-play people listen to Brad Nestler and go, well, that's a pro. And he knows how to do it, and uh, that's been evident all year. Well, you guys, it, it, you're having a blast, man, and we enjoy listening to you, and, and it just comes uh, shining through all the broadcasts. So congrats on a, another great year, and look forward to breaking bread with you here in a week or so. You got it. See you in Atlanta, guys. A great show, and uh, I, I enjoy doing it all the time. Call anytime, and I'll try to get my phone fixed. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Gary Danielson of the SEC on CBS. We'll be watching him and Brian this coming Saturday and every time they're on television because they've got big games, and they're good at doing them. The best games in the best conference. And the best play-by-play man and the mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. color analyst and the best studio show. The best of the best. Just the best. It's simply the best. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And you went to Connecticut Broadcasting School as well. No, I didn't go there. Who went there? Didn't someone go there? Thought you said you went there. No, I didn't. Somebody went there. Yeah, somebody. You, you had a said, conversation. When I first met you, you said you went there. No, I didn't. I I heard the same thing. Yes, you lie. Yeah, you lie. Good about touching that. things, you liar. Yeah, you definitely lied about that. Went to Syracuse. Who's G, your... G loves Syracuse. Well, well, loves it. Wishes he could have attended. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch the Express, uh, you know about that. What's right. that dude's name? Was it Ernie, Ernie Davis? Davis? Yeah. yeah. I think of G. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite Syracuse alum in the business? And then we're going to really favorite tell. Favorite in the business. Yeah, we really tell if we're going to like this guy or not. Mm-hmm. Bob Costas, maybe? I like Mike Tirico a lot right now doing okay. uh, pregame stuff. Whew. All right, good. <laughs> what did you think he was going to say? No, it was just a couple of people. If you would have mentioned, I would have just wouldn't have been good. Oh, you are... It wouldn't have been good. No, you're bad. There's just a, there's a couple. Although I'm I'm making a turn on I told you this I'm making a turn on Syracuse people I'm turning a little bit more positive. Really? Well, I sat with a whole bunch of them at that wedding. One of oh. my best friends in the business is a Syracuse guy, mm. and then at, he just got married, and we I sat at a table at his wedding with uh-huh. other Syracuse guys that are in this business who I usually dislike, but all of them were great. So all the Syracuse people I know are great. Thank you. Not your ass. Yeah, you hated it there. You were with me. I didn't that. hate it there. Yes, you did. I, you I was indifferent on the time. I was indifferent on the time. Stop. My 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 good yogi uh, buddy uh, Heidi just took her kid up there. They're searching, hunting for colleges, and they, yeah. she just took her kid up there. And Heidi's good. Carter Blackburn, Iron Eagle, of course. Well, Iron Zion's great. Yeah, Iron's yeah. the best. Uh, let's see who else. Well, it's just them. that there there's some of them that that have a, they're very very 
arrogant? Yeah, because well, they, they have that. that right, they have the, like, you know, I went to Syracuse. That rite of passage. Right, that whole yeah. thing. Like, well, mm-hmm. where'd you go? Because yeah. I went to Syracuse. Yeah. Connor knows exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, right? That is true. There yeah. are a lot of people like that. Really? There, there's a lot of them like that. Oh, They're man. All. But I have changed my tune now because normally I hear that right at the beginning and I go, this person I know is going to have that attitude, and I was wrong. Connor I was wrong about have that. Attitude. No, he doesn't, no. and a lot of people don't. Can't have an attitude. Damn intern. <laughs> well, yes, but still, some of them did. I'm telling you, they did. Mm. When oh, they... I'm sorry, part-timer. Yeah. Excuse me. He's not an intern. What's the yeah. difference? Well, yeah. Okay, you can stop talking now. <laughs> I know there's a difference. <laughs> he took his headphones out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not a part of this anymore. Did you get this type of uh, intimidation in school? They teach you this? In the, I'm sure the they broadcast. did. I'm they had sure to they say did. this is what the real world is going to be right. like. Yeah, there are no courses like this. There are no hosts. There's no Geo and Jones 101, no. Oh, no. We know that. Well, that's why I didn't work at the radio station at Hofstra, and I went mm-hmm. straight to an internship because I figured that's the way. If that's what I want to do, that's what I'm yeah. going to do. Yep. Get right into yeah. it, man. See, we should start our own school. Give them the real deal, not that phony stuff. They right. charge you, what, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year to go to Syracuse? You don't get this real-world experience. Nothing like this. It is true. Come on. We start our own school. Joe and Jones School of Broadcasting. We'll take your money and teach your ass the right way. So who was it that said Connecticut School of Broadcasting? It was Connor. He's lying to us. Uh, yeah, I could have sworn you said that, Thank man. you. I don't I, think you ever asked, and I never just came out and said anything. Don't tell anything. me what I didn't ask. Don't you ever tell me what I did. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Wasn't there a joke, too? Shut like. Up. <laughs> Wasn't there like Zach Martin was laughing at a joke of yours about the Connecticut School of Broadcasting too? There was a whole thing. I remember this happened. Well, yesterday Brian was talking about making a speech at his college, and you said, or Brian said that he can speak at my school maybe, and then you said, well, Connecticut School of Broadcasting doesn't have commencement. Right. So that's uh, that was definitely. Well, why didn't you correct him? And he <laughs> said your school. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel comfortable enough to come on. <laughs> oh, you feel comfortable now to talk? Yeah, well, we gave him the green light, basically. Well, I told him a long time ago, like two minutes ago, stop talking. <laughs> You're not coachable either. Maybe you should have gone to CBS. <laughs> or Mike, Mike trying to claim Syracuse now. I yeah. mean, it's just he sickening. Big alumni base, oh, baby. Sickening to me. Oh, yeah. No, One of the best you... alumni from there, maybe. <laughs> you said how many times that... You identified more with Virginia when you were down there than Syracuse. When I was before the Tiki Torches. Yeah, that was the best time <laughs> of your life at Charlottesville. And your college experience in your mind was that, not Syracuse. Now all of a sudden, yeah, I loved it there, man. Yeah. Great. It was, yeah, Syracuse rad, was dude. bull dookie. There it you was... go. There's my man. There he is. College debt 101. <laughs> right. So no more Connor, right? This is it? All right. Good see job, you, man. my man. Have Good fun. Good luck. Yep. Need any advice? Talk to somebody else. <laughs> Thanks to Mikey B, PD Meets, Connor, Bogus, Jack Alone. Talk to you tomorrow. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.